Welcome back to the Darting Through the Faith podcast. You're Julia Monin, and I'm Father Sean Wilson, and here we are. Hi, Father Sean. Hey. Welcome back. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. we had a minor uh, week off. Yeah. Yeah, but we're back now. In action. And ready to go. Mm-hmm. Ready to Kick roll. Kick it. <laughs> Am I supposed to hit something? I feel like I should hit something no, with my elbow. I was quoting like a song there, but I was, what song was that? Beastie Boys or something? Yeah, it is. I can't think of the song title, Doesn't though. Doesn't matter. Not yeah. appropriate. We don't need to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, what's new? What's up? Uh, not a whole lot. You no. know, it's September. Mm-hmm. Fall is setting upon us. Mm-hmm. So it's just a beautiful time of year. It's mm-hmm. some real spectacular days. And mm. I mean, just like outside, it's been sunny and chilly and it's nice. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Best time of year right now. Grace, yeah. it's the best right now. She's saying no. You remember what you said to me when uh, we turned the calendar and we left August and we moved to September? I don't remember exactly, but I remember some lamentations. Yes, you were left. And now August is behind us or something like that. The best month of the year is behind us. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Nothing left to look forward to now. <laughs> oh, but honestly, this time of the year, is it's the best. You can get like a hoodie out, put your hoodie up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is nice. I was talking That's to Father exciting. Willig about this, though, yeah. and his insight was... The seasons are just great. Mm -hmm. It is great to live in a place where we get to experience all four seasons because you're always ready for the next season, Mm -hmm. right? Like when fall gets a bit dreary and wet, you're like, I just wish this rain would freeze and it would be snow, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's just, it's just, it gets ugly and gloomy towards the end of November sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, every now and then there's some nice fall colors and, Mm -hmm. but you know, you're just ready for actual snowfall. Mm -hmm. And then once spring's on the horizon, er, everybody's ready for spring, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, and when summer comes, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. school's out. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the good insight is, man, every new season is just a great start to something. It really is. Yeah. That's really beautiful and profound. Yeah. And it is a blessing that we live in an area that we experience them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't really have it is. any other way. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I wouldn't either. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good. Favorite... Feast day on the calendar for September. For September? Ooh. I mean, so the triumph of the cross is yeah, great. Yeah. But it ends with St. Jerome's feast day, a feast day when you get to celebrate by being cantankerous. <laughs> right? Is that how you celebrate? Why wouldn't you do it any other way except trying to imitate the saint? You are going to have to explain this. You know that, right? Oh, St. Saint, Saint <laughs> Jerome is known for having a temper, mm-hmm. known for being a, having a bit of a short fuse. Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course, he worked on it, right? He just mm-hmm. didn't say, well, this is just the way I am, right? He tried to work on it, but he was just known as somebody mm-hmm. with a short fuse. And mm-hmm. some of the things he wrote are like, whoo, mm-hmm. dial it back, Hieronymus. Mm-hmm. I think that's Jerome in Latin. That's oh, okay. a great name, <laughs> Hieronymus. Um, dial it back. And... Uh, you know, he did his best, but uh-huh. to celebrate, we could imitate him by uh-huh. being cranky in a jovial, fun way. Okay, there you go. That's right? what I was, like. or in a repentant way. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll try yeah. again tomorrow. Sure. Sure. So are you going with St. Jerome then as your favorite? I, I don't know. I love Gregory the Great, right? I love mm. I love the office of readings every year for Gregory the Great, mm. Ariel, although this year it got replaced by Sunday. Oh, sure. Um, Teresa of Calcutta. Yeah. My middle name, Michael. We get the Archangels Feast Day this mm. month. So you can't pick one, can you? I, I can't. We got Padre Pio coming up later this mm. Saturday. Mm. So mm. Mm. how 
I choose all. <laughs> Good for you. Mm-hmm. It's a little Therese in you. That's as right. As we approach your feast day on October 1st. Nice. I like it. I you? Like it. You got a favorite? Oh, yeah. The Exaltation of the Cross, mm. period. Yeah. I, it's, just like, it's just like the liturgical calendar. A feast of our Lord trumps everything, right? It does. It does. It does. Fair enough. So anyway, yeah, yeah, just a beautiful feast. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Wow. Yeah. Well, you want to know something Mm. interesting. I started feeling sick on the feast of the birthday of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yeah. And then I started to feel better on the feast of the Holy Name of Mary. Nice. So, yeah. She was with you the whole time. She she was. Oh, like a good mama who takes Mm -hmm. care of her baby boy. That's right. Sick. That's right. Oh, Mm -hmm. speaking of that, my little guy stayed home from school today because I saw he was at mass. Yeah, Yeah. he just has the sniffies. He's got the sniffies. It's no big deal. But he he seems rather attached to you when he has the sniffies. He's rather attached, even if he doesn't have the sniffies. (laughs) Is he especially though when he has the sniffies? Yes, especially so. Yes, absolutely. The request Mm. today was, "Can that is that a sweater that you can wrap over me?" No, it's not. <laughs> so anyway, he stayed home. But I, there is something about that. When you're sick, you just need a you need your mama, mm-hmm. even in your grown adulthood. Yeah, actually, my parents were up visiting too. Yeah, so mom was there. Yeah. Somebody accused me of the whole sickness being a ruse to get attention from mom. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, who was that? I huh? like that person. I yeah. want to high five him. Yeah, I mean, it's not true, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I know that's it. I've had diarrhea for worse. <laughs> I didn't say it. I wasn't going to ask you to give details. You willingly offered that. I know. And there was a split second that I thought, should I, shouldn't I? Uh-huh. I thought I should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I saw them with wheels turning. Yeah. Just yeah. pull back the curtain a little bit. <laughs> you are feeling better though. <laughs> And truth be told, that's why we couldn't record last week because yeah. you were so sick. Yeah. 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 So darn that's it. okay. That happens. It is a bummer that it happened while your family was visiting. I am sorry to hear that. Yeah. It was interesting. I got to, I was lay, laying in my bed most of the day Saturday and my niece was downstairs playing so I could hear her pitter patter and her yeah. voice. It was kind of adorable. Aww. So yeah. Yep. That is sweet. Mm-hmm. But also sad that you couldn't be down there playing with her. But anyway, yeah. thanks yeah. for picking that cross up. Yeah. For yep. all of us. So, and I'm glad you're back. Very glad you're back. Me too. Okay. Me too. Oh, we have big important stuff to talk about today. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your abundant mercies. We ask that you may guide us into all things. We thank you for this gift of the catechism and that you may always help us to build a more just society in our communities, in our families, and in our world. We entrust this time into Mary's hands, asking for your intercession through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. We are on paragraphs 1928 to 1942. That's the year Columbus sailed the ocean blue, 1942, right? 1942. I don't think that's right. That's not right. What is it, though? 1492. (laughs) I know that's not right, but I don't know what it is. Nine and the four Uh got flipped okay well we all look equally embarrassed in this room but i'm the only one on camera so i'll take that Mm. bullet for all of us okay 1492 how brave of you (laughs) 1492 columbus sailed the ocean blue we are not talking about that we're talking 1928 to 1942 social justice Mm -hmm. which is divided into three different sections respect for the human person equality and differences among men and human solidarity 
right? Yeah. And in the catechism, we're in the third part. So that's the moral life. And the first half talks about morality in general, it talks about human dignity, and then talks about the human community. And that's where we are. We're in the section on the, uh, the human community. Other parts are about like participation in the social life and uh, the person in society. Yeah. So we're on the, the part about social justice. All righty. So first, just an intro. In 1928, society ensures social justice when it provides the conditions that allow associations or individuals to obtain what is their due, according to their nature and their vocation. Social justice is linked to the common good and the exercise of authority. Yeah. So the common good is this principle that, well, we should work for the common good of all, mm-hmm. all people, not just a particular few or just even a, mm-hmm. a, certain, a certain group of people. And authority exists to help promote this in happening. So mm-hmm. the justice being like everyone's given what they're, what they're owed and mm-hmm. social justice, that happening in society. Mm-hmm. Right. You could talk familial justice also. Each member of a family is giving, given what they owe. Mm-hmm. Um, ecclesial justice, right? Everybody in a church is given what they do, mm-hmm. do, but we're talking about social justice in mm-hmm. a society. Okay, okay. And I think a lot of this reading as you're going through this, it makes common sense, at least in yeah. our modern world, I, I think. Yeah, right? I think so too. Yeah. Gosh, I hope so. I hope so Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, again, so this first section is talking about respect for the human person, and that's 1929 to 1933. Um, I'm not sure how you want to go about do this. I doubt we want to read every paragraph since this was a longer section. Was there a few highlights in this you want to pull out? Uh, we could just pull out a few highlights from each section. That's fine. Okay. Um, first of all, this, this opening paragraph, I think, was very profound. Social justice can be attained only in respecting the transcendent dignity of man. It goes back to that theme a lot, right? That social mm-hmm. justice comes from who we are, the dignity of who we are, and our rights flow from that. Right, from being created in the image and likeness of God. That's, mm-hmm. that's where this, like, any rights that we have, any dignity that we have. So if we cut off who we are, if we, like, bracket off that we are not made in God's image and likeness, all of this is not going to make any sense, and it can just be weaponized or ignored. Mm-hmm. And you see, that happens so mm-hmm. often in our society, that if we bracket off God, then everything, social relationships are just going to fall apart, mm-hmm. right? So that so we often want to, like, let's separate, you know, faith and, and culture or our religion and society. If we bracket off that we're made in the image and likeness of God, this is what this is saying. We're actually, we're just going to... Do we're not going to be able to live in a just society? And your pens expired, huh? Like, do you I, want to write something? Like, can I do that in front of people? Is that oh, offensive? If I nice. do that, I got my pen going. I'm okay. offended. Okay. And hurt. What the hell, you just said weaponized or ignored. Mm-hmm. That's I really like that. I wanted to write that down. That's really profound. I think that probably applies to, well, not just social justice, but when we take the Lord out of things. Right. That is the reality. Yeah. So the teaching of the church. Right, always has to be in relation, seen in relation mm. with God. Mm. So, mm. okay, I got the pen working, folks. I can take notes. Woo! Okay, and then this next sentence in 1929: the person represents the ultimate end of society, which is ordered to him. That that ta- that I think leaves room for pause. What does that actually? What does that actually say? The person represents the ultimate end of society, which is ordered to him. So the human person mm-hmm. is the goal. Mm-hmm. The flourishing of each human person mm-hmm. is the goal that everything in society should flow towards. Mm-hmm. And that means it's not profits. 
Mm -hmm. That means it's not, you know, violence or power or anything like that, which people will say all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. Power is what it's all about. And you got to get power for your group or for your person. Mm -hmm. And no, the authentic flourishing of the human person. And the church is going to say what it means for a human person to be flourishing. Mm -hmm. Because it's not a whole bunch of money that allows a human being Mm -hmm. to be flourishing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Respect for the human person entails respect for the rights that flow from his dignity as a creature. These rights are prior to society and must be recognized by it. Um, It's the church's role to remind men of goodwill of these rights and to distinguish them from unwarranted or false claims. That was picking and choosing from 1930 there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that last one, that this is the church's role, is to remind people of the rights of each and every human being. And you see great examples of this. And uh, maybe like a great example would be in the, the Polish revolution that happens during the communist regime is part of what John Paul II and then people who are inspired by him is they simply reminded the Polish people of who they were mm-hmm. and their great dignity of who God created them to be. And that helped them to overflow, overcome the, uh, the basically the communist idea that everything's about power. Mm. And uh, mm. yeah, so the, the church's mm. role is to remind us of who we are, mm. that we're not cogs in a power or working wheel, but we're actually people made in the image and likeness of God. Hmm. This, this continues in 1931 with everyone should look upon his neighbor without any exception as another self above all bearing in mind his life and the means necessary for living it with dignity. This, this too, this next little section gives room for pause. No legislation could by itself do away with the fears, prejudices and attitudes of pride and selfishness, which obstruct the establishment of truly fraternal societies. Such behavior will cease only through the charity that finds in every man a neighbor, a brother. So just that reality that this pride, this selfishness that exists in our hearts, no legislation will remove that because it's Mm -hmm. not an issue with the law, but with our hearts. Um, At the same time, you know, this legislation exists to protect the rights and dignities, right? Oh, yeah. Of who we are, but... um, to keep that in mind, yeah. Right, but just getting the right laws is not going to fix things, mm-hmm. right? If there's people with different like classes or, or races or something like that that are at odds with each other, not ju- just getting the right law in the books is not going to fix things. Mm-hmm. It's a good step, and mm-hmm. it's an important step to protect mm-hmm. rights, but actually what needs to, what needs to happen is that every needs to, everyone should look upon as neighbor without exception as another self. Mm -hmm. So to look at somebody else as another us, that the same dignity that we know we should receive is what each and every person we encounter should Mm -hmm. receive also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Her feast Mm -hmm. day was earlier this month, the 5th, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yep. And 1932, we have this quote from scripture from uh, Matthew's gospel. As you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. And Mother Teresa was famous for saying that. Like that was, that was the gospel she, on one hand. Right. You did it to me. You did it to, you me. Did it to me. Right. Five words. Those five mm-hmm. words were what was always motivating her and encouraging her to keep moving forward. That truth of that reality, the duty of making oneself a neighbor to others and actively serving them becomes even more urgent when it involves a disadvantaged in whatever area this may be. Mm-hmm. Of course, she's famously known for serving the poorest of the poor. Right. Mm-hmm. All over the world, but mm-hmm. especially in, in India, she's mm-hmm. known for known mm-hmm. for that. So that's that's the responsibility of how, how do we how do we help a more just build a more just society? Well, making ourselves a neighbor mm-hmm. to those who are, aren't us. That 
1931, but then 1932, especially those who are most disadvantaged, mm. those who are the most lowly, those who are the weakest. Mm. So, And also, and continuing on this in 1933, those who don't like us, <laughs> our yeah. enemies, right? The same duty extends to those who think or act differently from us. The teaching of Christ goes so far as to require the forgiveness of offenses. He extends the commandment of love, which is that of the new law, to all enemies. Mm -hmm. right? Okay. And remember, these things, it's not like what we demand out of others, right? So as Christians, we don't demand people's forgiveness of us. Mm. Right? This is how we're supposed to live, right? The catechism is written not for, you know, um, people... Because sometimes we think, well, well, my rights have been hurt, so you have to be forgiving to me, or I'm the most disadvantaged person. You have to come to me. Oh, um, yeah. it, it's actually a call for how each and every one of us believers and followers of Jesus Christ behave. Mm -hmm. So it's this call towards generosity, not a call towards like consuming other people's mm -hmm. love or forgiveness. So, of course... We have to receive people's forgiveness and people's love, especially when we're going through difficult times, right? Because mm -hmm. we're not all the saviors. We have to receive this from others. But it's a it's a reminder for us how we should behave mm -hmm. to build a more just society. I'm reminded of the Beatitudes, you know, this teaching mm -hmm. that the Lord gives us. It seems so paradoxical, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Mm -hmm. What? Blessed are the poor? That doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. But this this way that, like, here's where your freedom lies in living with this within these truths but again that's not in demanding this from right others. from others yeah okay yeah yeah great point padre all right then the next section 1934 to where 1938 equality and differences mm -hmm. among men right created in the image of the one god and equally endowed with rational souls all men have the same nature and the same origin Redeemed by the sacrifice of Christ, all are called to participate in the same divine beatitude. All, therefore, enjoy an equal dignity. Right. And you think St. Paul says this so beautifully, you know, neither... Oh, gosh. He goes through all the, the different yeah. lists of people. I just thought of that. We're... Neither Jew... We're, Jew, um, no Greek, yeah. Scythian, or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. I think that's in Galatians 3, because I had looked that up to maybe read that at the end. Um, yeah. Right. Anyway, yes. Right. So we all enjoy the same dignity, and it says because not we because we come from the same Creator, we've been received are redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free person. There is not male or female. For all are one in Christ Jesus. There it is. is that what it was? That's what okay. I was thinking of. So that's Galatians three twenty eight. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then. Um, so 35 mentions, so the equality rests on our dignity, and then all of the rights flow from this. So mm -hmm. we begin with the fact that we're made in his image and mm -hmm. likeness, that we have this Father in heaven who cares for us and created it, us, and then all of the rights flow from this. And then 1935 talks about um, social or cultural discrimination. So it says, every form of social or, or cultural discrimination is fundamental, well, in fundamental per personal rights on the grounds of sex, race, color, social conditions, language, or religion must be curbed and eradicated as incompatible with God's design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have all of this, all this equal in our dignity, mm -hmm. being born um, and created by God, 
but then we go into like, but there are substantial differences that right. exist. And some of these differences are in accordance with God's plan. Mm-hmm. Others are not, are sin, you know, sinful inclinations right. that, we, that we make among us. But this is really important to point mm-hmm. out, right? So these next two paragraphs, 1936 and 37, talk about how there's these differences that exist in us that are in accordance with God's plan. Um, on coming into the world, man is not equipped with everything he needs for developing his bodily and spiritual life. He needs others. Differences appear tied to age, physical abilities, intellectual or moral aptitudes, the benefits derived from social commerce, and the distribution of wealth. The talents are not distributed equally. That's a little uh, nod to the parable. Well, the one guy gets 10 talents, mm-hmm. the other five, and the other the other one, and then they're asked to invest their talents well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one actually ends with, to those who are given, much is expected and... Um, no, to those uh, who have not, even what they have will be taken away, right. which sounds brutal. And to those who have more will be given. Right. It does. Right. Yeah. But you look at that in those, that by the way, that's in Matthew 25 and, and Luke 19. So if you want to go back and, mm-hmm. and take a look at those, but you look at that, like God is distributing these talents and like, like, look at that, like grace, like he's giving us all this grace according mm-hmm. to the capacity that we're able to co- cooperate with this grace. And we have that responsibility to do that, to cooperate, to build more, to bear, bear fruit for the kingdom. And when we don't do that, when we take advantage of the graces he's given us or whatever, um, or, or we, we say we don't want to, or we bury these graces in the ground, right. these graces go to other people who are cooperating with the graces God has mm-hmm. given them. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we kind of know this just in natural mm-hmm. life that the talents aren't aren't equally distributed. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I made a joke before we went on air about having the same basketball ability of Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. right? Just things, different abilities like that mm-hmm. are not equally distributed. Mm-hmm. And why somebody has the natural aptitude to be an incredible public speaker and somebody else doesn't. Mm-hmm. And somebody else has an incredible, you know, work ethic and somebody else doesn't. It's like, why that happens one way or another is part of the great mysteries of uh, of of the universe mm. of, of God's providence, mm-hmm, really. Mm-hmm. So, but it is the case, and it's pretty observable that people are born with different IQs. And mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. so, the 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 invitation of the gospel is to use that well for the building up of the kingdom. Right. Whatever it is that we have been given, mm-hmm. and we've all been given something. Mm-hmm. They're just different things, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where you get to Saint Paul talking about many parts, one body, mm-hmm. where, you know, there's an ear, there's a nose. They're very different, but they all help the one body grow. Mm-hmm. This continues then in 1937. These differences belong to God's plan, who wills that each receive what he needs from others, and that those endowed with particular talents share the benefits with those who need them. These differences encourage and often oblige persons to practice generosity, kindness, and sharing of goods. They foster the mutual enrichment of cultures. So the fact that it's not like equally distributed mm-hmm. means it forces us almost to be generous and kind, to depend on one another, right? And and to grow in that faith and that charity and that true love of seeing the other as as you see yourself, right? Yeah. And ju- that happens in so many ways that we just kind of take for granted. You know, like if, gosh, if we didn't have to depend on each other, I would starve to death. If we weren't able to depend each other, I don't know how to grow a potato, right? Like I wouldn't be able to like live off the right. the land or, mm-hmm. you know, go and kill a boar to feed myself. Right. Like that's part of this. Like we actually have to depend on each other mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to live. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how, how much I do that when we come in to do this show. 
Like I sit here, I read the material, and I'm like, well, I'm not doing this by myself, so I'm just going to depend on him. I'll ask him all the hard questions. <laughs> right? But, it, but it's true. And I, I'm dying, too, if I got to grow my own food and oh, know, yeah. 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 kill something. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Um, so, but, so those are, so all have the same dignity, right? Equal mm-hmm. in our dignity. There are substantial differences that exist, right? We need each other. We depend on one another. Um, these differences keep us humble of heart, all of that, dependent on our Lord too. But there do exist also sinful inequalities that affect millions of men and women. And these are um, open contradiction of the gospel. Right. Because mm-hmm. the gospel encourages generosity, right? It encourages those who have to, to share with those mm-hmm. who don't. Mm-hmm. And how that looks, whether it's through philanthropy or whether that's through taxes, you know, there's a whole lot of prudential judgment somewhere mm-hmm. somewhere in theirs. But the, the point of it is, if, if there are sinful inequalities, mm-hmm. that is open contradiction to how Jesus invites us to live. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, how do you remedy that? Boy, um, there's probably about a thousand answers to that yeah, one. I'll let the experts answer that question. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I'll depend on them. To sure. That uh, <laughs> it sounded like a cop out, but I'll, I think it's right. <laughs> <laughs> or I would like to make the same one. Okay. <laughs> Come with me. Come, yep. please. Uh, and then we have the final section, which is human solidarity in 1939 to 1942. The principle of solidarity, also articulated in terms of friendship or social charity, is a direct demand of human and Christian brotherhood. Mm-hmm. So that's basically how it translates solidarity, is to be in friendship with somebody else, or to be, I think it uses a neighbor also, maybe that was earlier on, but this like social charity, of like your presence amidst somebody going through whatever it is they go, to be in solidarity with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um Solidarity is manifested in the first place by the distribution of goods and remuneration. Thank you. It's like payment for work. I knew it was payment. I was going to look up how to pronounce it, but Ah. I didn't. It also presupposes the effort for a more just social order whose tensions are better able to be reduced and conflicts more readily settled by negotiation. Okay. Yeah. So you think about like the distribution of goods and remuneration of work mm-hmm. that it's basically like what, what's the just way to, to have that happen, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, for payment to happen. And how do you actually, how do you actually solve issues when there are between employees and employers? Employers is one of the things that's mentioned in 1941. If things need to change, is violence the best way to do that? But of course, 1940 says that no negotiation is. Mm-hmm. So how do we, talk about those differences mm-hmm. and the solidarity movement was this huge thing that happened in Poland in response to the, the communist government and mm-hmm. really John Paul II's visit in 1979, I think mm-hmm. I mean, it was 1980. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the solidarity movement was born. Mm-hmm. So socioeconomic problems can be resolved only with the help of all the forms of solidarity Solidarity of the poor among themselves, between rich and poor, of workers among themselves, between employers and employees in a business. Solidarity among nations and peoples. International solidarity is a requirement of the moral order. World peace depends in part upon this. Right. Mm. And the the Vatican diplomatic corps is 
basically the Vatican has embassies all over the world, and part of it is to help name bishops, but part of it also is to get people together to talk, mm. to meet, to to have leaders who are in violent opposition against each other, sometimes nations, sometimes within a country, to basically sit down in solidarity and say, we have to talk this out, and these groups have to come together around a table to mm. to basically hash out their differences. Mm. So that's one of the one of the ways the church sees its role in the modern world is to basically be this place where solidarity can happen. Mm, to foster this open dialogue, communication. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Foster peaceful resolutions mm-hmm. to sometimes not peaceful conflicts. Sure thing. The virtue of solidarity goes beyond material goods. In spreading the spiritual goods of the faith, the church has promoted and often opened new paths for the development of temporal goods as well. And so throughout the centuries has the Lord's saying been verified. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. That's quoting Matthew chapter 6. Mm-hmm. So if that's where it needs to be, and we're rightly ordered on on God and seeking first him and his kingdom, the rest of these things start to make sense and to yeah. fall into place, including, as it mentions here, the development of temporal goods as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's a wrap. It's a wrap. All right. You think it's a wrap? I, you seem. I you got seem nothing else. I just was expecting you to have something else. Oh. You know I have nothing else. Okay. <clears throat> no, you're good. Okay. Well, the in brief paragraphs um, for those who have your catechism in front of you would be everything in that section, 1943 to 1948. So just refresher. Society ensures social justice by providing the conditions that allow associations and individuals to obtain their due. Right. Okay, where are we going, Padre? Somewhere in the catechism. Great dance. Prayer in the church. Hit it smack dab in the middle. 2623 to 2643. Thank you. Wow. That was really good. Thank you. Yeah. I before I'm gonna tell him before we recorded, I'm like, can you please go here? This would help me out. Could you go here? I need to read this section for something else. So Hey, we did it. One time months ago. Might have been longer than that. I said on this show, we were in the prayer section of the catechism, mm-hmm. and I said, this is so good, this prayer section of the catechism, I should do a series on just the part four of the catechism. You remember me saying that? I do remember and you saying like, that. you were like, you should. I'll hold you to it. Guess what? You're doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm in the midst of it now, and that topic is what I'm talking about in a couple days. So Hot dog. <laughs> Hot diggity dog. Thanks for going there. Hey. You know, one hand throws, another hand guides. You know how that be. Good stuff. All right. Well, I am going to end with chapter 6 of Galatians. Yep. Verses 1 through 10. Hit it. Brothers, even if a person is caught in some transgression, you who are spiritual should correct that one in a gentle spirit, looking to yourself, so that you also may not be tempted. Bear one another's burden, and so you will fulfill the law of Christ, For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he is deluding himself. Each one must examine his own work, and then he will have reason to boast with regard to himself alone, and not with regard to someone else. For each will bear his own load. One who is being instructed in the word should share all good things with his instructor. Make no mistake, God is not mocked, for a person will reap only what he sows, Because the one who sows for his flesh will reap corruption from the flesh, but the one who sows for the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Let us not grow tired of doing good, for in due time we shall reap our harvest if we do not give up. So then, while we have the opportunity, let us do good to all 
but especially to those who belong to the family of the faith. 